Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you learn about why it's not a bad thing if your mom calls you your sibling's name, why pollen is not plant sperm, it's actually a lot weirder, and why lactic acid is not what causes sore muscles. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Ashley, has your mom ever called you by your sibling's name? Absolutely. All the time. Okay. My siblings both have names that start with vowels, so it's very easy for her to get them confused. Wait, she's called you your sister's and your brother's name? Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm So my brother's <laughs> name is Andrew, and Ashrew is, a, is something that comes out of her mouth a lot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, yeah, my sister must have a different enough name, because I've got two brothers, and the brothers get, it's the whole gamut. It's Chase, Zach, Cody, it just all <laughs> flows. So... Both of us have had this experience and we are not alone because according to research, this is actually super common, but it does not mean that you're not important to her. In fact, when your mom calls you by the wrong name, it may just mean she loves you just as much as the siblings whose names she said first. So this comes from a 2016 study in the journal Memory and Cognition. Psychology researchers surveyed 1,700 men and women to find out how often they mixed up people's names and whose names they said by mistake. They found that the way the person was categorized in the namer's head mattered. So people were more likely to mix up family members' names with other family members' names, and friends' names with other friends' names. But they rarely confused a family member's name with a friend's name. And this got even worse when the two names were similar, like we were talking about before. So if you're a parent who's given all of your kids alliterative names, like Kim and Chloe and Kylie and Kendall, you're going to have a tough time. Well, another study in 2019 found that this doesn't just happen with loved ones. It even happens with people you've just been introduced to. That team had people look at pictures of people labeled with their names and occupations, then had them recall each person's name later. And sure enough, participants were more likely to confuse the names of two people who were both teachers than they were to confuse two people with different occupations. And this research suggests that mixing up people's names isn't a sign of bad memory, it's just a quirk of the way your brain categorizes names. So when your mom calls you by your siblings' names, it's just her brain quickly grabbing a name from the loved ones pile. If you think about it, it's really kind of sweet. Every allergy season, you'll see someone joking about how the air is full of plant sperm, by which they mean pollen. And yeah, because of the role it plays in plant reproduction, it's easy to assume that pollen is plant sperm. But in fact, it's something a little bit weirder. To understand what it is, let's have a little talk about the ferns and the trees. You like that one, Cody? I loved that one. Me too. (laughs) Plants have a very different life cycle than animals do. I mean, it's tough to find a mate as it is, and being rooted to the ground doesn't make that any easier. But plants have a clever way of solving this problem. Plants have a two-part life cycle. You're most familiar with one stage, the sporophyte stage. This is the dominant stage of the life cycle, when they're a big tree or a leafy shrub. But there's a second stage of that life cycle hiding in plain sight. It's called the gametophyte stage. You might know it as pollen. That's right. Pollen isn't plant sperm. Instead, it's the sperm-producing stage of the plant's life cycle. 
Essentially, pollen is a little microscopic clone version of the plant that's free to hitch a ride on an animal's fur or to glide along in the wind. That might sound confusing, but stick with me here. The sporophyte, or big plant stage, is named that because it produces spores. Specifically, the male parts of the plant's flowers produce spores that become male gametophytes, and the female parts do the same thing. Female gametophytes stay in the flower, but the male ones strike out on their own. So to summarize, the sporophyte's job is to produce little clones of itself. The little clone's job is to get busy. Pollen, which again is a male gametophyte, might hitch a ride on the back of a dog, stick to a bee, or just ride in the wind. But at the end of its journey, if it comes in contact with a female gametophyte, it will connect with it and release a single sperm cell. That sperm cell will combine with the seed and ultimately become the embryo from which a big sporophyte will grow. Flowering plants don't produce sperm directly because sperm cells are fragile and they don't last that long. Pollen, which can produce sperm, is much more robust. It can survive for years and even be fossilized. In this way, pollen is kind of like a sci-fi colony ship that leaves Earth with a handful of humans in search of other planets. It's a tiny, mobile microcosm of the species that can travel for long periods of time in order to seed new worlds. Or, you know, make you sneeze. Summer is a great time to get out and about and exercise. But it can be discouraging when you go for a run and feel sore for the next week. So, we remastered this clip from 2018 to help you understand why exercise makes you feel the way you feel and hopefully motivate you to keep going. You know how you feel sore a day or two after an intense workout? Yeah, that's because of lactic acid, right? That's what a lot of people think. This is actually a myth that goes all the way back to the 1920s. But since around the 1970s, we've known that lactic acid is just an energy source for your muscles, and it has nothing to do with exercise-induced delayed-onset muscle soreness, basically being sore after workout. Fitness types call it DOMS. Did you know that? I did not know that. (laughs) What does cause soreness then? Most likely, your muscles just get sore because exercise causes microscopic tears in the muscle tissue, and that causes inflammation and a heightened sense of pain. This is why you don't get as sore once you're like really into a routine. Your body adapts to make sure your muscles don't get as damaged next time. And this is kind of theoretical. Science doesn't really have a conclusive answer to why you feel sore? Yeah, it's weird. That's our best theory, but we actually don't know. All right. So you ran the Boston Marathon. I did. What are some generally accepted workout tips to prevent soreness? Some really tried and true ways. Take a hot bath after your workout. Do a little bit of light cardio. They call that active recovery. If you say do a really hard workout on Sunday, maybe take a light jog on Monday and you'll get your blood flowing and that'll reduce some of your soreness. And those two things are really the best way you can avoid it. Pretty much just doing the same exercise will keep you from getting as sore next time. Otherwise, there's no real way to avoid it. All right, Ashley, let's recap the main things we learned today. Well, we learned that you shouldn't worry if your mom calls you by your sibling's name because it just means she loves both of you. We all tend to mix up names of people we know in certain categories like family, friends or coworkers. Coworkers, I started this job at a marketing agency a decade ago, and I still remember Kristen, Christine, and Catherine. None of them, none of them. There was no chance that I would remember any of their names. Yeah. Because I'm a visual person too, and I would like visualize the CH at the start of Christine, 
and the I-N-E at the end of Christine and Catherine. So they looked similar. And then Kristen and Christine sound exactly the same, except for the one syllable. So it's, yeah, tough. Yeah, that's rough. You want to know the weirdest name I've ever mixed up? And I do it kind of often. <laughs> what? Is I will mix up the name of like my best friend with the name of my cat. <laughs> I will I will refer to Aglet when I'm talking about a friend because they are both my best friend. Isn't that awful? <laughs> That's pretty great. Uh. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yeah, I can't top that. Yeah. Well, we also learned that pollen isn't plant sperm. It's the sperm producing stage of a plant's life cycle. So pollen is basically a microscopic male clone version of a plant that floats around until it comes across a female one. And then when a male gametophyte ventures out and then completes a journey to a female gametophyte, which stays in the flower, and they fall in love, then they connect and release a single sperm cell, which combines with the seed and becomes an embryo. So flowering plants don't produce sperm directly. The pollen does. It's weird. Very weird. Yeah, this one took me a long time to wrap my brain around, but it's pretty cool. And now, now you can be a pedant. When someone says, oh, it's plant sperm, you'd be like, actually, it's a gametophyte. It produces sperm itself, but it itself is not the sperm. Make you a lot of friends. And we also learned that lactic acid is an energy source for your muscles and does not cause soreness when you work out. And for some ways to cut down on soreness, try taking a hot bath or do some light cardio after you work out, active recovery. But beyond that, the best way to be less sore is to just keep exercising. And I am coming up on week five of actually exercising three days a week, Ashley. Nice. That's awesome, Cody. Are you are you still sore? Mm, a little bit because I'm doing a, a yoga program and a lot of the days I do the same routine, but there's like seven or eight variations and now I'm getting more into the variations and I've, I've noticed some additional soreness when I do those. So, but that's fine because it's a good sore because it's me working out. Yeah. Not me being sore because like I've gone outside for the first time in 12 days. Right. And then you're not going to go outside again for 12 days. So that soreness is just you reminding yourself that you're, you're not going to. I know. I know the struggle, but this is also a good time to remind people that if you're not sore, that doesn't mean you had a bad workout. Soreness doesn't mean that you're building muscle. It just is a thing that happens when you're doing something that you're not used to. So don't don't worry about it. Excellent advice. Today's writers were Joni Folletto and Cameron Duke. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer, who is also a writer on today's episode. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes with me and Allison, Allie, Amy, Natalie, Sally. Uh... <laughs> I was believing the A ones, but nobody confuses me with Sally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. And until then, stay curious. <laughs>